Australian property prices are starting to rise, the sentiment is changing and confidence is coming back into the market. One of Australia's biggest banks, Westpac, has now come out and revised their predictions for 2024. And they are predicting, hey, maybe we might start a property boom in 2024. So if you're interested in my thoughts and exactly what Westpac is saying, then definitely keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now I do apologize, I haven't been as regular with the uploads recently and that's because you guys are crazy. You guys came out and really supported the buys agency. Search property has been on fire. We have been smashing records. We have been signing up so many people but also securing a lot of deals for you guys. So if you're interested in getting ahead of what comes next with property prices, then definitely go check out this video. It is a breakdown of exactly how we can help it's a free video 35 minutes sit back and relax i will also leave a link in the description below for the website now as of 24th of april 2024 westpac comes out and says australia's housing market is set to stabilize and they've come out and made some really bold claims around what could happen to property prices in the next 24 to 36 months let's dive into what they're saying nationally dwelling prices to hold flat in 2023 and revised up from their minus seven percent prediction prices are now expected to lift by five percent in 2024 revised up from the 2% increase and the markets are showing convincing signs of stabilization. They are also predicting that once the rate cut cycle begins in 2024, we should see more sustained price gains as well. Now that's just the highlight. Let's dive deeper into exactly what they're saying, what has made them change their mind. And I'm gonna share with you what I've been sharing with you over the last couple of months, some insights as to what I think, but again, but you already know, I'm a guy on YouTube with a black t-shirt, so what the hell do I know? Let's jump in. Now it's important to note that this is not an interest rate driven shift. Notably, this shift has come despite further official rate rises in February and March. And what they're referring to here is that prices have started to stabilize over the last couple of months, not just in the regional areas, but in a lot of parts of Sydney and Melbourne. And it would make a lot more sense if, say, interest rates had paused at that point or even started cutting. But instead, we still saw rises in Feb and in March, yet we saw the market start to stabilize. And this will play a big part as we go through this video. Housing recoveries in the past have only tended to flow through to prices once the RBI is actively cutting rates or is very clearly poised to do so. Price gains also tend to follow a sustained lift in turnover, not vice versa. Three factors are at play, migration, construction costs, and low volume. So what they're suggesting is that housing recoveries are really only coming about once the RBA has made their decision to cut rates. At the moment, if you look out online, everyone's sort of calling for higher interest rates. We've only paused recently, but we're gonna start increasing. And the YouTube comments that you guys leave on the channel also suggest that you guys are thinking the same thing. Now for me, I'm on the contrary. I think the opposites can happen. I think we pause for the next couple of months. We have rate cuts in Q3, and this is something I've been talking about on this channel for over the last nine months. Now, the three factors that are at play right now with migration, construction costs, and low volumes are all contributing towards the price gains. Now, something to keep in mind, which is what I was referring to earlier, is if interest rates haven't been driving this change in stabilization of prices and price growth, then what happens when the RBA actually starts cutting rates? And this will be very important in 2024. Now, the net inflows are now expected to be around 400,000 for 2022, and a forecast to remain elevated at 350,000 in 2023. The latest surge has contributed to a significant tightening in rental markets with vacancy rates falling to historical lows, rents rising sharply in all major capital cities. So we're seeing record levels of migration, a lot of people coming into the country and about a third of new migrants eventually end up purchasing usually about six months after arrival. So how it works is on average, most migrants will come into the country and they'll have some money. They'll go in and say, okay, well, where can I secure a job? Where can I actually actively work? Or sometimes they'll already have work before they come here. 
they'll go out and they will go and rent somewhere first. Now it's a very rare situation where they'll come in and they'll go buy straight away. They need to come in, acclimatize and figure out what they actually wanna do. They'll go and rent first and then some will go on to actually purchase within the first six months, about a third of new migrants, but the rest will continue renting and some will actually move around Australia or some might actually go back home. And we're already starting to see that come into effect. Rental vacancy rates drop first. You start seeing rents increase. Once those rents have started to increase, people go, okay, well, we're priced out of the market. Let me go and buy something because it all starts making sense. At about this time, you also start seeing rates start cutting. Now, it may not just be the RBA having to cut these rates. The banks can go out themselves and start reducing those rates themselves. We've already started seeing all major banks, including ANZ as well as CBA, they've gone and cut their fixed rate mortgage products. And this is something you'd be unaware of unless you were following me on the channel or you're actually going out there and doing the research yourself. If you hear the media headlines, they're not suggesting anything about rate cuts, but the banks are starting to prepare already. When it comes to construction costs nationally, the price cost of a newly built dwelling has risen by 18% in 2022. So we're starting to see all of that come into effect where the replacement cost of a new building is far more expensive than it was even a year or two years ago. And this then flows on to all new builds because if you went and committed yourself to building something in 2019 and it was to be completed in 2022, you're now paying significantly more unless it was a fixed price contract than you were in 2019. And this then flows on into the rest of the market. The same thing happens if you're unable to actually go and complete the build because you may go, well, I've only factored in this much of a budget and I also had a lot of borrowing in 2020 and 2021 at historic low interest rate levels. Now that interest rates have increased, my borrowing capacity has decreased, how am I supposed to actually complete this build? So you kick the can down the road. Suddenly you've got a lot of projects that have been on hold. You've got so many people that can't complete their builds. And in effect, if you don't have enough supply and you've got incoming demand, we all know what happens. Rents are jacking up. We've already seen that. Prices are starting to go up. And if you've been looking in the right areas, over the last 12 months, clients have been making a killing. I share a lot of these results on Instagram. So definitely go check me out there. I'll leave a link in the description below so you can follow me on Instagram for daily updates. Now the third factor is the low level of on-market supply. Despite low turnover, listings are even lower. The weak market has clearly discouraged many sellers with both new listings and total stock on market below average. Now I said last year that if we see prices come down, which are we were expecting to see in Sydney and Melbourne, we will have a lot less stock available on the market, which is why I was saying I don't think we're going to see a 30% decrease in prices. Now yes, we were all talking about the mortgage cliff and what was coming. You should definitely go check out this video. I break it all down for you guys. But what I did say was that if you're a seller, unless you needed to sell, you were really desperate, you weren't going to sell because you were like, hey, I could have sold six months ago and I could have got 100K more. I'm not selling now because I'm pretty much losing money. So instead you wait and you keep waiting for another six months, 12 months, 18 months. You finally come out the other side. And what we're starting to see is prices increase. So what we should see is later in 2023, listings should start improving, but do not expect these listings to improve with the prices that you can see today. I expect these prices will be much higher by the end of 2023. Confidence in the outlook for prices has already improved markedly in the survey. With the Westpac Melbourne Institute Consumer House Price Expectations Index now 43% above its November low and marginally above long run average reads. What this all means is that the confidence has started to come into the market well before these prices have started to change. If they're already 43% higher than where they were in November, which was pretty much 
much the bottom of the market, Q4 of 2022. We are now in a position where confidence is increasing. People are wanting to get in, but they can't. And this is something that is very important to understand. You have a lot of this pent up demand. You see people now going out there, making money in real estate again. You see prices are starting to go up. Everything's under offer. There's not enough out there to buy. So what happens is your desire to buy increases and it keeps increasing every single day. Now, what happens is if you're in a normal market and you had a borrowing capacity, you can go out today and go and buy. Yes, it's a lot harder to actually find something, but from your intention to action is a lot smaller of a period. If you can't borrow though, and your pent up demand keep increasing, which again is a majority of people right now in Australia, is you want to buy, but you can't. And what that would look like, you having a retaining wall and water coming and hitting the retaining wall. It keeps hitting it, keeps hitting it until it gets to the point where it has to overflow or it has to break through the entire wall altogether. And that is going to happen as soon as we start seeing rates cut. Because you start seeing all of these people jump in because they can, you might be someone watching this video going, I really wanna buy it, but I can't. I'm gonna have to wait till my borrowing capacity increases. So either you increase your income, reduce your expenses, or you wait for the RBA to cut their rates. If that's gonna come in Q3 or Q4 of 2023, what do you think that's gonna do to house prices over the next 12 to 24 months? The associated rise in unemployment comes from more new entrants to the labor market being unable to find a job rather than the job loss dynamics that weigh more heavily on the housing markets. So a really important factor is the unemployment rate. What we're gonna see is we're gonna see this number increase gradually over the next 12 months. This will scare a lot of people because we're gonna go, oh my God, it's a recession. People are losing their jobs. Who's gonna buy property? You're an idiot, Ravi. But what we're actually seeing is a material change because we're increasing the amount of migrants coming into the country. So people trying to find a new job might struggle. That's not to say the migrants are gonna struggle. They might come in skilled labor. We've got a skilled labor shortage. So they'll come in and get those jobs. But the people in the local economy that are trying to find jobs may find it more difficult. And on the top line, if the economy starts shrinking, which it's already doing, people spend a lot less because the rates are so high, you're gonna start seeing that pain where companies aren't willing to hire as many people. And that's where you see unemployment rise. It would take quite a substantial shock to trigger another run of material price declines. Certainly a May rate hike would challenge expectations near term, but this is comfortably within the range of current expectations for most consumers. It is likely to require at the very least a sequence of rate hikes to dislodge expectations from here. And this is the main point is that Westpac is coming out and saying, look, we do all of the consumer sentiment surveys. We understand that people expect that maybe we have one more rate hike, maybe two more. That really won't change their mind in purchasing over the next six months. What would change is if we had rate hikes go in every single month for the next couple of months. Based on what the RBA is coming out, based on what data we have available to us, it doesn't look likely that we could even see one interest rate hike. So if we're not seeing any of that, then it's very hard to say that the momentum that we've already started seeing from the November lows to where we are now to see those prices starting to decline. What we're going to see is prices increase gradually over the next six months, but it could be gradual, then suddenly, and all of a sudden. What I mean by that is that pent up demand could push prices a lot quicker in the direction that you probably least expect, which is on the upward trajectory. The recovery is expected to move into firmer footing in 2024 with interest rate cuts providing clearer support. Prices are now expected to lift by 5% up from the previous forecast of 2%. Further rate cuts and an improving economic backdrop will see momentum carry into 2025, although affordability is likely to constrain upside prospects. And what you can see here is the little table that they've got dwelling price forecast. They've got Sydney going up by 1% in 2023, going up by 5% in 2024. Melbourne will drop by 1% along with Brisbane and Melbourne will increase by 5%, Brisbane up by 6% and Perth will not decline this year, but it will also not increase this year. And next year should be the best performing capital city with 8%, averaging out to about 
5%. So if you actually think about it, this massive decline that we were all expecting, according to Westpac, we only recorded a minus 7% nationally in 2022. It'll break even in 2023. So no more declines. And then we eventually see a 5% increase in 2024. Again, these are all generic numbers based on averages across all these markets. We already know that there are markets within markets. I can say to you right now, the properties we've been purchasing for clients have grown by 10 plus percent and in some cases even 15% over the last eight to 12 months. So that was during interest rates increasing. What happens to those markets when interest rates decrease? And that's what I'm trying to get everyone ready and prepared for. If you're interested in that sort of help, then definitely contact me. I'd love to help you guys. But if you're interested in just these videos, you want to do your research and go do your own thing, then definitely go from intention to execution a lot quicker because I'm telling you, the tidal wave is coming and it's going to happen a lot quicker than you think. I don't want to be some guy that hypes it all up. If you're interested in forecasts that Westpac has made around interest rates, definitely go check out this video. I talk about what they're expecting in terms of rate cuts, but also what that flow on effect actually has to prices. If you have enjoyed this video, smash that like button, subscribe if you haven't already, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.